Hey everybody, welcome back to Garage Talk. As always, I'm Conrad. Let's go. I'm Ted. It's time to rock and roll. Hey Ted, here today we have Madison Grant coach Josh Henderson. Yeah, how we doing, man? Doing well, thank you. Doing, doing well? well? Yeah. Do everybody a favor and, and give everybody a background about yourself. Okay. Um, well, I grew up in Muncie area, um, went to Cowan High School, um, you know, playing basketball at Cowan, um, I got the opportunity um, to be around a lot of really good coaches. Um, we had, um, through my time in high school, we had four different basketball coaches. Um, wow. So we'd have some success, got to take a bigger job. Um, you know, kind of the deal with a small school and just um, kind of goes to the territory. But, you know, um, growing up um, in junior high, I got to co- be coached by um, Chad Ballinger, head coach Hampton Heights now. I got to be coached by Mark Detweiler, who's at Delta now. So those guys were my coaches junior high. Then I get to high school and I, um, you know, I get Pat Mapes um, as, as a coach my freshman year. Um, he went down to work for the um, Indian Department of Education. He was um, superintendent of Delta. Then my sophomore year was Joe Bradburn, and he leaves Cowan, goes to state championship game in Yorktown. Then my junior year we had Wayne Barker who um, left Cowan, went to state championship game in Bluffton, and then uh, Brent Keck my senior year. So there was um, and he's won over three hundred games. So um, you know, yeah. I, I got to be around. Um, those kind of coaches growing up, which is kind of a you know a neat experience. It's it's not um, common to have four different coaches in four years, but that is um, wild, man. Just the quality of coaches though uh-huh. that we had too. I mean, you're talking about you know multiple guys there with over 300 rings uh, or 300 wins, um, state championship um, appearances, and that type of thing. So um, you know that watching those guys growing up, um, being able to play with a Division One um, player on my team, um, mm-hmm. you know, I had a lot of good experiences. Um, so. Um, coaching was always something that's in my blood. I started, um, started coaching, um, right out of high school. I actually coached, um, junior high at Cowan, um, while I was, um, attending Ball State. Um, when I was at Ball State, I originally was a TCOM major to start with. So, you know, obviously something you guys enjoy. Uh-huh. Um, I, I switched over to journalism, got a journalism degree, and I wrote for the Star Press in Muncie, um, for, really? yeah, for, for eight or nine years. Um, uh, eight years, so about ninety seven to um two thousand five, two thousand six, and then um I went back and got my master's degree in um in education, and um got back into um teaching and coaching, and that is what took me up to South Adams um about thirteen years ago now, um and I um went up there with a friend of mine, Andy Brown, who's actually uh the principal at Park Elementary now. He was um yeah. He was a player at Blue River. I grew up with. He played for a state championship down at Blue River. Um, you were went, assistant there for some time, right? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I um, I started off as varsity assistant. We had a pretty good group coming up. Um, so um, Coach Brown moved me to JV, and I kind of stuck there for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, he he ended up leaving and taking a principal job, and then Trent Lehman, um, you know, took over for two years. Um, you know, coincidentally, he was um the one who beat Coach Barker in that state championship game when he coached at Speedway. So I coached with Coach Lehman for two years, and then um, um, when Coach Lehman stepped down, I took over at South Adams, and then I was there for two years, and now I've been to Madison Grant for two years. So You had a pretty good coaching tree. Yeah, I've I've been around a lot of guys who – 
no basketball. So luckily, I was smart enough to you know take a few notes right. and figure some things out from exactly. There. So it sounds like you took a lot of notes, right? Well, I, I, I like to think I did. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I try not to let too much pass me. Well, that's sweet, man. So you know, as, as time's gone on, and you've gotten to see all these uh, wonderful, knowledgeable coaches. How do you think coaching is evolving now? With everything going on from AAU to specializing in sports, what's what's a coach what's a coach's job now for uh, high school? I mean, I I really, you know, I think it's the the job is I mean, first and foremost, you have to build relationships. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's more important than ever. Um what it used to be because you know, I mean, Without building relationships, I mean, you know, there are a lot of other opportunities for kids and for kids to do things. You know, when I first started coaching, when you go back, you know, at a high school in the, you know, late 90s and that era, um, basketball is kind of, you know, your thing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, your your head basketball coach, your school is your thing. And, you know, now now kids pick up and leave if they don't mm-hmm. like something. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's handling personalities a little bit more. You know, I think it's more of a managing type of deal than maybe a coaching type of deal than it used to be. I mean, I still think – the coaching definitely is a huge part, but the managing of of different people and different attitudes and, you know, different personalities, I think that's crept more into it than maybe it has since even I started coaching. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Yeah, so managing those different personalities, you're starting to recognize now everybody can't be coached the same. Oh, absolutely. Correct. Y- yes, yes. It's uh, Yeah, I, yeah. That, that was – there I've had multiple – um, players that I've had on, you know, all the teams, and you got twelve different kids. You probably have to talk to twelve different kids twelve different ways. Right? Yeah, yep. and and it, it doesn't, you know, and, it, and it's even what motivates a kid, what doesn't motivate another kid. You know, does it, does a kid um, is it help them more by showing them something? Does it help them more by doing it? Does it help them more by hearing it? You know, I mean, everybody learns a little bit differently. Everybody gets motivated differently. So it's just. Finding out as quickly as you can how to tap into what makes those individuals tick and what makes them go. Mm-hmm. So being at Cowan and then coming to another small school like Madison Grant, is that kind of reminded you of what, uh, you know, like how to operate in a small? Yeah. Um, yeah, and, you know, South Adams is the same way. So, yeah. you know, you're talking, um, I mean, most of the time you have three sport athletes. Um you know, so that that's prepared me for Madison Grant. I mean, Callen prepared me for South Adams. I mean, and you know, it's it's sharing those times with those athletes because all those schools. I mean, if you're if you know if you're a good basketball player, that means you're probably one of the better football players. You're one mm-hmm. of the better football players. That means you're probably one of the better baseball players. You know, it just it it all feeds into everything at schools that that are this size. So just um, knowing um, how to work with other coaches, how to share athletes, um, you know, what, what's best for the kid and what's best for the program and the athletic department as a whole is, is, is big. So um, all three of the places I've been, just growing up at Cowan, Madison Grant, um, South Adams, they've been similar in that way. So I'm, I'm assuming you're a proponent of let's play three sports, boys. Yeah, oh, ab- absolutely, yeah. Um, I, Especially at a smaller school. Yeah, I, I – it, it's one of those things where you know I just I know it is what it is. We're going to have to share athletes and um, the schools that we're competing against for the most part. And I guess unless you're you know a private school and you can't pick your students and mm-hmm. players, um, we're, we're going to be um, playing against people who are other three sport athletes mm-hmm. and doing the same thing. Yeah, we're big proponents of public education, so we try and not speak about charter schools. <laughs> yeah, right, right, <laughs> right. But uh, so when when you have a multi sport athlete. Do are the coaches in constant communication with each other? 
do you guys like get together and discuss, you know, certain athletes? Yeah, um, I don't. I don't know if I would um, call it constant communication, but there's no, definitely yeah. communication. There's planning. Yeah. There's communication and planning that yeah. goes on. Um, what I do appreciate at Madison Grant and uh, what Ryan Plovic, our athletic director, does, and he does a great job of it, especially. You know, during the summer, um, month of June, um, some of July, um, most of the times that's when coaches are, you know, fighting for the time with their athletes. Mm-hmm. So um, we, we have a meeting every year in the spring, and we, we sit there and we get together and we make sure we have everything mapped out that an athlete does not have to choose. So oh, um, an athlete, um, you know, has the opportunity to be whatever they be at, what they whatever they need to be at for whatever sport it is. They, they don't have to choose one night. Um, mm-hmm. You know, am I going to go to basketball? Am I going to go to football? Right. So it's um it's mapped out there that um their their time um can be maximized in all their sports. And with that with that being said, that yeah. that that a kid might be doing three sports in one day, and that's right. And that's you know that, that's, that's some wear and tear on the kid. That is. Um. So you know, it's it's a balance of that. Um. You know, and i i keep our I keep our summer schedule in June. I mean, it's, it sounds like a lot. Um. We're gonna play about seventeen to twenty games in the month of June, but I um I limit it to five days that we're playing. I mean, we we will practice every day in June. Right. We have a workout, two hour workout every day in June. Um, but you know we try to get it in there in five days, and then um, once July rolls around, obviously we have our moratorium first week of July right, yeah. state state mandated moratorium. When when that's over, that's when I start to do like the kids camp, the youth stuff, mm-hmm. and kind of um. I mean, for lack of a better term, you know, turn the athletes over to their fall sports. Um, we'll still go two times a week like we would during the limited contact period. But it, it's not um, it's not one of those things where we're playing um, games like we were in June and practicing every day. So. so you say 17 to 20 games in June? Yeah. So you're going to be in the super hoops over here at IWU? And- well, we're not playing super hoops. Um, we, we are playing in the shootout at IWU. Okay. So um, yep. we're playing one there. Um we're actually playing in a league at um, Taylor High School on Monday nights. Okay. So um, we did play in a league last year at Greenfield Central, which I really liked because um, they, you know, they brought in, you know, Greenfield mm-hmm. Central, Muncie Central, Anderson. Um, we had opportunity to play every Monday night um, against teams like that. They um, they're doing some reconstruction down there at Greenfield Central okay. currently, so they're not having the league this June. Um, so every Monday we're going to be at Taylor, so that'll be two two games each night there. So that's mm-hmm. eight of them. We're going to go to. Um, Indiana Wesleyan, um, Mark Detweiler, Delta's coach, hosts the shootout that we go to every okay. year. And um, then we um, are going up to Tippy Valley to play for it. Really? Day. Yeah. So, That'd be good. That's Yeah. So, um, it, you know, it, it, gets a, it gets a good mix of competition where we're, um, you know, we're getting um, a lot of 2A or above schools. Right. And um, I try to talk to the people we um, that run these tournaments, try to talk mm-hmm. them into not letting us play teams we play during the regular season i mean mm-hmm. last year you know we went to huntington and our first game we played eastbrook and i'm like you know we just played eastbrook <laughs> three times last season you know, I, I think we're, we're kind of tired of playing eastbrook eastbrook's probably tired of playing us but um so it but yeah it's um it, we we find a way to have a good mix i mean because you know you're going to see different teams that you know a delta run tournament a tippy valley tournament than you might see at taylor and right so it's it's we get a good mix of classes and um school size it's always nice to get a little different look at other competition besides county teams, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's, you know, that's what um the kind of, you know, the summer's for, see some different people, some different things, you know, there's not that familiarity there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you, we get together with teams like 
you know, Oak Hill, Eastbrook, um, you know, teams around here, they, they know everything we run, right. they know everything they run. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you put it in that week, you know, with, yep. with huddle, with huddle now and how easy it is to just watch every single minute of every um, game well, yeah. that the team plays. I mean, there's, there's not a lot of secrets. Uh-huh. So, you know, the summer that gives you the opportunity to, um, you know, test out some new things, try some new things. Obviously, we're not getting out and doing scouting reports during the summer right. and doing that kind yeah. of stuff. We're working on stuff that we need to work on. So, and because that's what makes it nice too. You know, other teams aren't coming in with scouting reports. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of play, work on your stuff, and you know, see what you got. And hopefully, you know, it's a kickstart to November. Yeah. So, yeah. have you seen some upcoming non-conference schools that you've played that you're going to play? Yeah, during the summer, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We. Um, there, there's, there's some um, we see. I mean, we've played um, uh, Eastern during the summer. Um, I'm trying to think back through through the years. Um, you know, yeah, we we'll see a, we'll see a few of those. Like last year, Greenfield Central, we did play Yorktown. Um, we did Yorktown in our schedule, so that's a team we played. But yeah, I mean, for the most part, at coaches um, wherever you go do a pretty good job mm-hmm. of trying to make sure that you're not going to play somebody you don't see during yeah. the season. You had a a really good season. This yeah. past season, thank right? You, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought we, um, I thought we did all right. So, you must have high expectations for this upcoming season. I do. I mean, we, you know, we have we have three starters returning. Um, we got we we will um, lose Jace Howard, point guard, leading scorer. Um, kind of um, ran the offense for us, yeah. off and the defense for us. Um, he was a guy that's a catalyst on both ends. We lose him to graduation and a first team. Um, all conference player Peyton yeah. Sutherland too. So got two all all first team all conference mm-hmm. guards that we're gonna have to replace. But um, you know, I got a we had a couple guards on our J V this year, um, Xavier Yegi, um, Andy Stanley. I think most years um would probably be varsity basketball players as sophomores. We just had a little bit of a log jam at guard yep. um this year. So I um I think they should step in nicely. We had another kid who missed a season to guard. Um Xander Gillespie um, had to have shoulder surgery, um, so he had, he had to sit out the entire season. He'll yep. be back. So one of my returning starters, Tegan Yagi, he um, he had Tommy John surgery um, just uh, Wednesday. So Ooh, we'll see wow. uh, we'll see what the um, you know timeline is on that as far as basketball. I know you know when you're talking about things like throwing a baseball and stuff like that, they're usually talking about twelve fifteen months. Right. But um, I think other activities you can get back a little sooner. Real of course. Quick. I saw Bryce Harper got yeah, he back in 168 days, yeah. I think it was. Yeah, so. he came back this week so yeah. after Tommy John surgery. Yeah. That's but wild. Isn't that it? is. It's, yeah. it's, that's, you know, medicine, the advancements anymore. It's, <laughs> yeah. Now, well, and I know you, you guys have got a good trainer over there, too. Yes. Yeah, he yeah. does a really good job. Yeah, Sam does a good job with our athletes. Yeah, Sam's good. And, but jump, yeah. drop back to junior high. How important is the junior high programs for you as a, as a varsity coach? Well, I mean, I, I think, think it's very important. Um, it's important to have um, good coaches in the junior high and coaching in the in the right place. Uh, uh, just because you know there there might be some wins losses that might not look great. There might be some wins losses that look great, and that doesn't guarantee anything once you yeah. get to the high school level right. at all. I mean, I've seen plenty of teams who are not very good junior high wise uh-huh. get to high school and they're they're just fine, and not, you know, vice versa. So. You know, and that, there's a lot of factors with that because yeah. you know they play their they play their own grade mm-hmm. um, when they're in junior high. So, say you have a seventh grade team that has like 
you know, four centers on it, no guards, you know, they're going to struggle. Right. But when they get to high school, they're get, they get mixed in with the other grades. They'll have some guards that can get into basketball right. and do some things. So, you know, um, I think junior high records could be deceiving sometimes, but um, junior high coaching and make sure they're coached the right way, make sure they're prepared to come to the high school level, um, make sure they're learning fundamentals and yep. big with me, make sure they're learning how to defend and play hard. Mm-hmm. Um, that, I think those are key. I think in the conversation of uh, hope, the middle school it, it kind of it kind of gets mixed up because we get a lot of people who say, "Oh my gosh, man, these middle school teams are incredible! I can't wait till till they get to high school. We're gonna kick butt and you know take names." Right, and then the opposite happens. Yeah. Um- <laughs> and that's um that's unfortunate for yeah. the, the high school varsity coaches yeah. as well you, know, <laughs> you, you you get a group that everybody's convinced is going to win because they beat kids when they're 12 years old yeah. you know that people are different when they're 17 18 mm-hmm. than when they are when they're 12 and just you know and there's a lot of factors in there that you cannot you know guarantee anything you know i know there's a couple teams um around um this area and in one particular sectional that Kind of had it marked down as a state championship run by the time they were seniors when these kids were in junior high. Neither mm-hmm. one of them got outside. Right. So, um, you know, you just got to you got to take advantage of whatever opportunity you get, and you know, keep going. Nothing's guaranteed one way or another. Nope. So, it's, it's not. not. It, it definitely isn't. You're not guaranteed who who's even going to play high school ball. Exactly. Hundred percent. And, 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 and the, another big thing, you know, you know, a lot of these kids that are in seventh grade now, they they might. Grow six inches by the time they hit high school, yeah. right? right. So, yeah. right. And with yeah. middle school sports, they, their season is is adjusted differently, a little differently than than when they get to high school. So they have to pick. I mean, mm-hmm. your best baseball player might decide, well, I'm just going to be or pitcher. I'm just going to play quarterback when yeah. I get, when I get to high school, and and uh, they're an all right quarterback, but they were a way better pitcher. Yeah. Right. You know, you see it. You see that sometimes. Yeah, yeah, you do. You and do. you know, I'm not real big on winning in middle school. I feel like it, even J, with JV, I feel like it's all practice for varsity. I'm. It. It is. I mean, I just. I'm, I think there's there's some value in learning how to win, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, you know, doing things the right way, uh-huh. getting them prepared to um, come to the varsity level, being at JV level, being prepared to be plugged in there in a moment's mm-hmm. notice. Yeah. You never know what's yeah. going to happen. Um, that type of thing. But yeah, I, I agree. I think um, just making sure they're coached hard, coached the right way, make sure they are ready to go when their numbers called. And that, that means, you know, moving up from um, junior high to high school, moving up from JV to high school or to varsity. Yeah. I mean, just, just be ready. And that takes coaches doing things mm-hmm. the right way. So are you, so your varsity coach, do you go down there and, and, and say, Hey, this is what I'd like to see in sixth grade. This is what I need from my coach, my seventh grade coach. I need fundamentals. Um, this skill set, is that going on? Yeah, um, so it, it's unique in that um, the junior high boys, they, they start um, a couple weeks before we do. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm at every practice first couple weeks wow. anyways, and then um, for the junior high. And then we also, I also have a clinic every year, a coaches clinic for all of my coaches 
that we, um, you know, we, we put things in. I've got a drill library for them, the drills they can run for specific um, skills, um, you know, offensive things. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm down there with them a lot. That's um, awesome. And first, first two weeks, like I said, I'm, yep. at, I'm at every practice with yep. them um, because we, um, you know, we have a little bit of an overlap there mm-hmm. before we can go. So I'm, I spend a lot of time with them and the coaches. Yeah. That's good. I love that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's important. Yep. It's important for any sport, yeah. yeah. And, it's, and, you know, and helping the kids get to know me. Right. Because uh, mm-hmm. they're, they're going to be my players, you know, someday. Yep. And then um, I do invite them all to open gyms, too. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we have we have our six goals, and I can easily split, like, the high school kids up to have the bigger balls right. on one end and have the, the kids who might use the 28.5 mm-hmm. ball um, down on the other. So, um, yep. they – those, those those younger guys are invited to everything, so they're they're around. I'm a, yeah. I'm a um, you know I'm a constant face. I'm a constant voice. So they they know me and they know me well. Well, it's good to get familiar. It is. Yeah. Now, now what 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 do you teach over there? I'm a high school resource teacher. Okay. So I'm a okay. special education department. Okay. Yeah. And uh, how has that helped you with becoming this varsity coach over here? Well, I mean, I I one one thing it definitely does. Um, I get a lot of practice talking to parents, so I have to have a meeting at least once a year with all my students and their parents, and you know, depending on the needs of the students, sometimes more. So, um, interacting with parents, um, you know, understanding that different people learn differently, and you know, that that goes with basketball, right. you know, in the classroom, whatever. Um, that not everybody learns the same, so just. Um, you know, understanding that maybe there might be times that I have to, um, you know, adjust on the fly. I might mm-hmm. have to change things for a certain individual or a certain team. You know, it ke- it keeps me, um, it it keeps me where I'm just constantly thinking of new new ways to do things. Uh-huh. And you know, and and that's the nature even with high school basketball. Right. I mean, you, I don't I don't get to recruit players mm-hmm. to my system. Right. My my system is dictated by what kind of players I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, within the school. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever see anybody, you know, who, you know, he, this kid should be playing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go take him under my wing. I'm gonna talk him up. See if I can't get him interested in coming out. I, I, I haven't really tried that as of yet. <laughs> um, I haven't really seen. Um, I haven't really seen the the kid that I think would fit the category yeah. you just said. But I mean, I know. There might be some out there. I think it's one of those things. Um, basketball, I, I feel like, is one that it can be pretty tough if you wait till about your junior year to oh, play yeah. varsity basketball. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, you know, foot, football, you can get in there, go put your hand in the ground, you know, get up fast, go hit somebody, get your pads low, you know, be strong, get in the weight room, fine. I mean, basketball, I mean, you know, you you can tell if a kid's been handling the basketball, if he's been shooting the basketball. Right. There's a lot of – a lot of hand-eye hand-eye coordination skill work that goes there that I think make it tough. Now, you know, if, if there was a type of kid that I could yeah. I see you could do some things, yeah, that'd be a conversation. Um, you know, I'd like maybe take him under my wing and say, "Hey, let's go see about this." But I think, um, man, one one of when you get to high school, basketball is one of those things. It's it's going to be hard to get to varsity level ready um, in if you haven't been playing. Yeah, for a you got to have a certain amount of coordination. With basketball, I mean hand eye mm-hmm. and some footwork. Oh, absolutely! And that, yes, well, that's like I said. It's not every day. Small schools like you guys have a. Oh, I got a seven foot freshman transferring from another school, but he never played basketball in his life. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I, I'd seven probably foot. take him under my wing. But. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I, you know, if I got 
if if Flory Badunga yeah. moved, moved in, I'd, I'd probably make sure he was down there in the basketball gym. Yeah. Exactly. That's uh, wasn't he fun to watch? Oh man, it's, it's gonna be good for him next year too. Oh yeah, and that's uh, that that's something else we kind of want to hit on because you know, okay, say you got a you got a really good athlete. You're a small school, but still, you, you're like like Jace Howe. I mean, the kid scored forty some points in the Grant Four. Mm-hmm. Surely, there's some colleges contacting you about him. Yes. How do you guys kind of help the recruiting process for? Um, you know, basically, I just I I, I talk talk to coaches. Um, I if a, if a player needs me to reach out to coaches, I'll reach out to coaches. You know, some some players um, don't necessarily need to have somebody reaching out. Right. They they are aware of them. I'm like in Jace's case. Um, you know, he had had some offers, had some opportunities, um, but he also um, is a kid who's going to be our valedictorian. Um, mm-hmm. He's going to go to IU and pre med, and he has it. He has every um, dime paid for at IU. Yeah, um, so he's going to start at IU, um, mm-hmm. not not paying for a thing. You know, yep. debt free and going into pre med. Um, so you know that that was one of those things where that decision was kind of made a little bit earlier. I, right, Jace really wanted to um, play college basketball, but you know, you start weighing some opportunities and. You know, and, and some of these smaller schools, um, they don't they don't offer you know full rides. You know, it's right. it's, it's partial scholarships. Mm-hmm. It's um, you know, we can give you ten grand a year, right. we can give you five mm-hmm. grand a year, and but yep. then but then you go and look, and the, it's thirty five forty thousand dollars tuition. Yeah, You're like well, yeah. that's, that's that's still thirty grand. I'm going to come up with. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, so you know, and he so he had a great opportunity that way. But just being in contact, um, you know, with coaches. I mean, then the coaches. Um, a lot of college coaches, especially in this area, do a good job of staying in contact. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with us as high school coaches, I I've had a had a coach from Michigan. Um, I don't know where he got my number or anything about December. He texted me and he said, "Hey, I'm yeah, I'm coach, you know, so and so." And I was like, "Um, he's like, do you want to have a chat about some recruits?" And I was like, wow. you know, I, I looked him up, did a little fact check. Yeah. And <laughs> it looked accurate, so he called me up and we talked for about a half hour about players, players in the area. So. You know, they um, coaches at the collegiate level do a good job mm-hmm. of that, and I think, um, you know, if there's some guys that I think um, they they possibly missed and might want to take a look mm-hmm. at, I get in contact oh, with that's them. That's good. But, yeah, that's – Helps them along, man. Well, that – you know, I'm just hopeful that, you know, 99% of the coaches around here do that. Yeah. You know. And it's always, you know, weighing your option yeah. to, to play sports after high school. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, is is extremely important, especially being debt free. That's that's got to be a huge mm-hmm. uh, burden lifted off his shoulders. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and and it, it's unique too because they kind of got a little bit of a test run on this because his brother Caden. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember Caden now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. he got the same scholarship to IU, so he's down there at IU. Um, he's in the Kelly school of business. He's down there. Um, and he got the same scholarship uh-huh. that Jace did. So, um, yeah, there's two, that's, two pretty impressive young men. Great, yeah, that great is, family. Yeah. Great family. Okay. Brad was, Brad was our JV coach this year. So okay. I got, got yep. spent with Jace's dad. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've got to spend a lot of time at the house the last couple of years. And that's, yep. you know, they're, they're class acts. Yep. And that's, I, I can't imagine, you know, being a coach and I've got the valedictorian on my team and he's one of my best players and, that's why they call it a student athlete. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's first. Right, that's, absolutely. 
That's so, like, you know, that's and you know how that is as a coach, a teacher, you know, you're a student first, athlete second. Is there anything that you really give kids more advice on than something else? What would you tell a sixth, seventh grader? A sixth, seventh grader about but, like know, just high, what high school after, is going to be like? After you tell him, hey, you're a student first, but yeah. if you really want to excel in sports, let's do this. Well, I mean, you know, the biggest thing, we talk to him a lot, and um, I actually have a um, – should have brought it with me. You guys probably got a kick out of it. But um, it's a Madison Grant. It's called a Youth Basketball Handbook. And it has all the things in there. It's about a 27-page document that I give to them at our, each of our camps um, when they conclude. And it, it talks about things like, you know, working hard, um, listening to your coaches, being a good teammate. Um, Sorry. Uh, Opal, I, I had to fix his VCR for him. <laughs> it still flashes 12. Still 12 o'clock all day long. Yeah. It's, it's right twice a yeah. day. But, um, yeah, it's it's things like that um, that, you know, show up to things, be on time. Mm-hmm. Um, just just anything that um, that can make you successful, not just athletics, but, you know, when, at school. And school and athletics, mm-hmm. I you know, I believe is preparing you for – life adult life it's preparing you for a job Mm -hmm. it gives you a test run of how to be accountable and um you know be accountable to others be a part of a team um show up to places on time you know make sure that other people can count on you i mean there's so many things that go into athletics and school Mm -hmm. it's not just you know what am i learning it's two plus two four but i'm also learning how to be an active member of society Mm -hmm. and how to um conduct myself Mm -hmm. in a society and that's well, and that, and that's key. You know, that, yeah. you know, we hope that all kids are already taught this at home. But you know, society these days, it's well, you know, some kids live with their grandparents or an aunt and uncle, and like you said, you know, there's times I got twelve kids and I got to coach each twelve, each one of them different. Yeah. So it's society these days, and just yeah, there's yeah. a level of awkwardness uh, seeping in to the generations as we go along, but. Uh, I think that's where public schools and and athletics really, you know, teaching the soft skills, which I hate to say teaching it, but they're not learning it at home a lot of the times anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, with technology, uh, I was (laughs) – and I got caught doing it, so I'm walking uh, over at Homestead on the softball field, and I'm just – Read my emails, trying to multitask. I yeah. hear somebody say, "Hey, you better watch out for cars." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they, they right. were right. I was not paying attention, but yeah. it's it's something that it's it's more and more. And you are now in charge of. Hey, this is what we got to do to work this mm-hmm. situation out. You're going to always work for somebody you know you might not like. <laughs> Co-workers. Yep. You got to figure it out. You, you, you're going to have to learn to take direction. Absolutely. And those things are highly important. And you see those just about every day on the uh, basketball court. Practice, yeah. game. I mean, there's you put 12 kids in the room, there's probably one of those other 11 that you, you probably don't like as well as you like some exactly. of the other ones. So there's probably going to be some times where you don't play as well as you think you should mm-hmm. play and you feel like, you know, maybe you failed that day. You know, right. how do I come back from this? There's sometimes you – um. You are going to have success, and how how do you handle success? Right. Yeah. You just you just you go learn both. Go lay down, you know, and then just 
put your feet up now. You know, I've done my job, or we, or we keep going. Uh-huh. You know? So, I mean, that's why sometimes some of our toughest practices after a big win because I don't don't want to let complacency seep right. in ever. Don't settle. Right. Yeah, that's uh, that's but. an interesting like take on on you know a big win. Mm-hmm. Now, the next yeah. practice. We're yeah. gonna we're gonna be busting our butts. Yeah, and it's, I always tell them, you know, enjoy it, enjoy it tonight. If it's Saturday, enjoy it tonight. You know, enjoy it tomorrow, and have some time with your family. Monday, we're back to work. Right. And it, it it might be one of those ones because I mean, you can, you can tell pretty quickly. Um, if you coach long enough, you can just tell by the first drill of practice where we're at. Middle, yeah. are they there? Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> I mean, you can see the complacency maybe seeped yeah. in a little bit, and you know that that's my job as a coach to maybe turn mm-hmm. it up a notch. Mm-hmm. What what are some of your favorite drills to wake those to wake those guys up? Okay, well, um, so um, one of the one of the drills we we start nearly every practice we call them UConn layups, Carolina layups, um, but um, it's it, it's high intensity. We're getting up and down the court, passing and um and running drill. I don't I don't know if you guys did you guys see us play much this year? Or did you see us play at all? Uh, uh, just a couple times. Yeah, okay. just We're, a couple times. Well, we, we played pretty, you know, up-tempo. Um, we tried to play up-tempo. We tried to get the ball up floor quickly. So it's it's, it's some of those drills um, that we, we start our practice. In. And then we um, we have we have one, and the kids really like it. And we it, it gets them going, get after it. We call it, it's called our three-on-two break drill. And it's um, it's just uh, – it's it starts out as a disadvantage drill um, to where you have to scramble in defense, get your third guy back in there. And it's just a – it's a – drill that goes constantly for eight minutes um we usually do jv versus varsity and we'll give like jv a 20 point lead and um mm-hmm. you got eight minutes to you know dig yourself right. out of this hole so i mean there's no time to take any um you know take any possession for granted mm-hmm. um there's got to be a sense of urgency um from the word go so you know that's something we talk about you know in everything we do and practice you know we we keep scoring everything we do in mm-hmm. practice everything we do in practice is a competition and um, everything we do in practice, um, we try to develop um, and make sure there's a sense of urgency there. That uh-huh. doesn't mean um, play fast um, and out of control. Right. I mean, you know, don't hurry, but play quick. You know, we're playing quick. I'm Dean Smith always used to say play. Don't hurry, but play quick. Right. Um, so, you know, and that's that's what we're trying to accomplish out of all of our drills that we, we do. So, and I think it does a good job of um, getting us ready to play that way mm-hmm. in a game. Um, we do have a about a 30 to 40 minute portion of just about every practice that's that's all defense you know I know the kids the kids really enjoy that 30 to 40 minutes so um but it's um it, it's one of it's a practice that's high high intensity I mean we're we're going for two hours they don't stop much I mean even when we're shooting free throws we're yeah. running we we go we call we have what we call run between free throws mm-hmm. so it's yeah the game that uh I did see uh <clears throat> Wasn't a fun game for me. Yeah, uh, it was against Miss Cinewall. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I we about let that one slip away a little bit. Well, and that, that's that like one made, that one made me a little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so a lot of these drills that some of you coaches are running now—that's that's basically your conditioning, right? You don't um, have. There's not a lot of down and backs anymore. But what's the, we can't use the yeah. S- suicide S- yeah we yeah. can't use that word it's yeah, champion or something yeah, like that. Yeah, whatever yeah. you call it it's different now so yeah that i was 90 percent of what i would call our conditioning is built into the drills okay and um we we do have we, we do have what we call pressure free throws we end a lot of practices with and 
if if we can't make the free throws, we do end up running some for yeah. them. But yeah. um, we incorporate the conditioning just in just about every drill. Right. And I, I think that's I, I like that a lot better, anyways, because I mean. You're you're conditioning yourself to play basketball. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not a cross country coach. I'm not conditioning my kids to right. um, run cross country. So um, I'm conditioning them to um, how to stay in shape, mm-hmm. how to make sure they're ready to play a basketball game, and you know having a basketball in your hands and getting up and down the court, right. and making basketball moves. I want you in basketball shape. So right. mm-hmm. um, that's we make sure that we incorporate all of our or not all, but ninety percent of our um, conditioning is, is incorporated into drills, and we. And kids will tell you we don't we don't sit much. I mean, yeah. we don't sit at all, but we don't you don't right. stand still much. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's high paced. And it now has that changed from when you played? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we there was a lot of times we just ran to run, and I was yeah. like, yeah, and run yeah. till you puke. Right. And back right. then, right. you know, like right. like when I played, you know, you got eight kids over here standing doing nothing while the coach is putting the plays in, and yeah, like you said, now you know it's there's there's a goal, an end in mind for everything you're doing. And just like, you know, it's the. So with all that, I'm kind of curious. What are your thoughts on on load management? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, at, at, the, at the high school level? We only play 22 games. Yeah, so at I mean, any I, level. I, I, they're, they're teenagers, and they play 22 basketball uh, games. I think, I think they'll be fine. I mean. I mean, I mean, if I, you count, because you do have a lot of kids that play multi-sports. Yeah, yeah. You know, they probably, you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, there's, that's not really in my vocabulary, yeah. to be honest with you. Um, there are some times this year, you know, I like Chase Howe, for example, mm-hmm. he, there's, some, there's some games he played 32 minutes. He was out there the full uh-huh. 32. But there's also some games, you know, we had a big lead or whatever, and I had made, and he would sit the fourth quarter. Right. So, um I guess I guess you could maybe call that load management because um, you yeah. know what I'm saying you know we're we're up we're gonna get some other guys in there you know Jace played thirty this Saturday night Jace played thirty two minutes on Friday night you know Saturday night we're up thirty at the end of the third quarter you know maybe, maybe yep. Jace can call tonight um, so I mean I guess that could dec- technically be could be a little bit of load management but as far as a guy like sitting a game right no I don't live in that world <laughs> no. I was watching a. Uh, Keyshawn, Jay, and Will one morning, and they were talking about uh, there's four. I, at the time, there were four NBA players that had played every game this season. Yeah, that's and, you know, thing with that. That's you're talking you're talking 82 games yeah. over over um, you know yeah, what, six months six months maybe three games a week. I guess my thing with the NBA with it is. Um, is I think it's more of a strategy now that yep. you do want to be fresh. I mean, you even look at the NBA playoffs right now. How many how many stars have already been banged up in oh, the yeah. NBA playoffs? But mm-hmm. is that because of load management, or you know, right. or is it because? Yeah, I mean, I just I can't answer it. But I I just don't remember. You go back, you know, I'm starting to show my age a little bit, though. You go back to Jordan, you know, Bird era. Those guys didn't even know what the word load management was. No, you no. couldn't go through the lane. And you never saw those guys getting hurt in the playoffs nope. either. Nope. I mean, it was rare for one of the stars to get hurt in the playoffs back yep. in that era. Now now it's, I mean, what, Chris Chris Paul's hurt? I mean, who all has been hurt? I can't even. Jimmy Butler, Chris hurt, Paul. Butler I mean, was hurt. And Morant got uh, hurt Morant, in the first I mean, round. I just keep on going down the list. So Anthony I don't, Davis. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's Embiid. Yeah, he was hurt. Yeah. It's getting harder and harder for me. I tried to watch last night's game with the Lakers and and the Warriors. I was I just 
kept finding myself like, man, this this is more like uh, sports entertainment than it's almost like watching. And no offense to my, we love our wrestlers. <laughs> no offense <laughs> to our 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 ring wrestlers, but it's, it's starting to feel like it's just for show. I would, yeah, I um, I I feel that way watching the NBA, now, NFL, not as. Much. I love watching college. Right. But the thing about the NBA, I think a lot of that's changed. I think a little bit of the competition element's gotten out of it. When, they, when these guys started joining up on teams, I mean, you're talking uh, about guys yeah. who mm-hmm. have grown up playing together, too. You do AAU and things yeah. like that. So, you know, I mean, I don't know if that's taken a little bit of the edge off the competition, but I mean, it was, and, you know, I keep on going back to this era, uh, but it was, it was, um, you know, it was the highest level of competition. Oh, it was. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, Jordan, Isaiah, I mean, you know, those 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 teams want to knock each other's heads off. Yep. Charles I mean, Oakley. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and now, you know, I think there's there's a lot of those guys who they're they're pretty good friends and I don't know if that has yeah. taken a little sharpness off the competitiveness or what, but it's yeah. I definitely see what you're saying. Man, I, I used to love watching those Pacer Knicks playoffs. Yes. Yeah. Man, those were so good. Yeah, that was that was competition. See yeah. there there wasn't no flops back then either. You get fouled and you're going down. It's yeah, not, it was a oh, hard foul. I yeah. my elbow, I'm going to fall down. It was a hard foul. I think Starks and Reggie like to flop around. Oh, that yeah, was, they, yeah. yeah, they, yeah I, I think Reggie yeah. started it. Yeah, I think you're right. I think Reggie did yeah, start that yeah. flop. Yeah. yeah, that's but yeah, like you said. You know, it, back then, you know, it was that was that was pure basketball. Man, Larry was, Bird, Larry Bird, and Magic Johnson saved the NBA. Yeah, that was fun to watch. I was yeah, I was a little kid, Ted. I was I too. <laughs> How old were you in your twenties? I'm just kidding. <laughs> in, in the 90s? Well, I was born in 63, so I was in my 30s. Uh, oh, not too bad. Not too bad. <laughs> but, yeah, but that's, you know, what do you do? I mean. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> that's Look, what, that's I got some you karma. Go. I got some karma. <laughs> oh, I thought that thing only went off when you went to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, but, now you got jokes. Always. There's always got to be one in here. Yeah, yeah. No, but so, like you said, you know, Bird and Johnson. Maybe, maybe if they had load management back then, Bird had could have had another year or two. Yeah, that, that might that might have helped Bird's <laughs> career. Save his back yeah, a little bit. Know. That's that's true. Well, I do want to put you on the spot one time though. Okay. Okay. You're playing a. Let's say you're playing a county rival or a conference rival. Okay. You're getting beat by ten, twelve points. Second quarter. I mean, okay, I got to put two or three guys in. You put them in, they get you back. You're tied at halftime. Mm-hmm. Who's coming out third quarter? Starters or the guys that got you back in the game? It's going to depend on the game, but mm-hmm. um, guys that got us back in have come back in before. I mean, yeah. I don't know if you um, saw our Northwestern game or know what happened this year. We got down 26, and that game came yeah, back and beat that. them. And, uh, uh, you won that. The, that was the yeah, beginning of the season. First game of the yeah. season, yeah. yeah. And the, the guys that were on the court at the end definitely weren't the same guys who started, uh-huh. so. If that answers your question at all, yeah, that, yeah. that's just yeah. one of the questions we yeah. throw out all the basketball coaches, yeah. just to kind of. Yeah. It's it's so it's it's so fifty fifty because we get we get some. Well, I'm putting in my starters, and then it, it's just a question that it, I, it's I don't o- think there's a definitive answer. Yeah, right? I mean, not, every game every not. game's organic and unique. Yeah. I mean, yep. it's not every game's not the same. So yeah, it, it's it's fifty fifty so far. Yeah. <laughs> but Josh, Coach, yes, sir. We appreciate you taking this yes, we time do. on this. It started off rainy, but the sun's out. It's beautiful. It is. Sounds like 
People can mow their lawn again. Yeah. I don't enjoy mowing my lawn. Do you? Uh, I'm not the biggest fan. I don't, yeah. I don't hate it. I don't dread it, but I don't. I'm not I, running out there to do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, sometimes I'm like, oh, it's overcasted. I can't mow today. <laughs> right. oh, By rain. You know what's funny? I, I thought about that. I tried that yesterday. Then I looked at today's <laughs> forecast. like, well, I can't mow tomorrow either. So it's like, that gone. I must, might as well go ahead and do it. Oh, man. I wish there was a local kid that was wandering by with a mower. I'd give him 20 bucks. <laughs> there you go, kid. Earn, oh, earn yeah. your dollar. <laughs> Before we let you go, we're going to give a shout out to our sponsors, mm-hmm. Ted. We have Jennifer Swanner at Nicholson 2.0. If you're buying or selling a house, get a hold of her, 765-661-4821. I'm a Pearson, so porium. You been? Have not. Oh, man. Yeah. Go check it out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mama Pearson's. Yeah. Mama Pearson's so porium. Yes, they'll have some nice Mother's Day gifts up there, too. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hey, hey they got idea. some stuff for your beard, <laughs> so too. Okay. That's yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm down for that. Beautiful gas city. Backyard builder for all your quality fencing and decking needs. Call Eric Skeens at 765-667-5974. And we have Jonesy's Lawn Care, residential and commercial. There you go, man. There you go, right there. Yeah. (laughs) And he's now providing golf cart maintenance. Right? Yeah. 765-667-5974. I just wonder if he puts like a race car engine on them lawnmowers. He likes to go fast, so. Hmm. That's a good I'll question. Ask him. Yeah. Alt House Auto Body and Towing. Call Scott Watson at 765-348-2414. And for your towing needs, 765-499-1534. Yeah. I actually saw him there at night, and I said. Yeah. Car Bring him on. Car won't go. You need to tow. Yeah. He liked that. Call. He did. He did. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. We'll Thanks, see. Coach. Yeah, yep. Thank you, thank guys. You. Appreciate it. Later.